And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Talking Niners podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. I am your host, Kobe Ransom, and we got a guest today as Sam is out. He is uh, now going to Syracuse. He's moving in, taking a couple weeks off to use everything. So joining me today is Akash Anavarathan from Niners Nation. I'm sure you know who he is. Akash, thank you for joining me, man. Appreciate you for having me. Excited as always. Big fan of your work as well. And uh, I know we've been trying to uh, get linked up to talk 49ers for a minute here. So I appreciate you for having me. Excited. Hey, man, no problem. It was, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming, but we finally got it got it going. And a couple of things uh, to get to before we hop into our topics today, um, in case anyone missed it from yesterday. Uh, the cuts, um, River Craycraft and Corbin Kufusi, uh, Kafusi. I don't know how to say his last name, but. Um, yeah, the offensive linemen, they were waived. Uh, Shalit Calhoun and B.W. Webb were released. And Michael Kendricks is put on IR, so he will not be playing this season. And today, uh, Jaquiski Tart was activated from the PUP list. So he is on uh, target to start week one. And they both have participated in team drills for the first time so far throughout this camp. Um, now let's dive into what we are here for, and that is the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo may have uh, spoiled Hugh QB1 will be coming week one. And, you know, they were asking him, you know, do you have an idea? He's like, yeah, I got a pretty good idea with a big smile on his face. So, you know, it seems as if Jimmy's going to be quarterback one. And if that's the case, what are your thoughts on that, Akash? And how short do you think his leash is going to be when that happens? Everyone in the building probably had a pretty good idea that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be the starting quarterback come week one. I mean, when it comes to the offensive coaching staff, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, Rich Gangarello, or just the quarterback room, they have a pretty good idea because they're probably starting to game plan uh, both for the Raiders and for the Lions. And they're just starting to think big picture here. And you generally can get a feel for who they think will be starting. Um, But it makes sense why Kyle Shanahan wouldn't want to share that with the public, right? And he kind of dabbled on that a little bit today. He was asked about it. And he said, you know, there's no competitive advantage for me, you know, telling you guys who's going to start at quarterback week one outside of the fact that everyone, you know, all of you guys get to know and the suspense is gone. Um, but competitively, he it's it's in his best interest to hold that secret until as long as possible. But judging by his smile, judging by Jimmy Garoppolo's smile, I'm pretty sure he knows that he's going to be the starting quarterback come week one. Um, I think it kind of felt that way as, you know, training yeah. camp season went on. Jimmy Garoppolo continued to take the majority of the first team reps. He started both preseason games. I do think he hasn't played well enough to the point where it kind of gave Trey Lance a window of opportunity there to steal the starting job if he wanted. But Trey Lance has kind of looked up and down as well. Uh, he's had, you know, flashes of really good moments. He had that, you know, throw in the opener. He had the two good drives last week. But he hasn't been consistently just like, he's our guy, let's roll with him. I still think at some point early in the season, Trey Lance will take over. But 
Um, you know, it's just kind of what the 49ers have said all along, that they expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be their starter. They expected him to be the first team guy. And that's what he, that's what we think that he's going to be come week one. Yeah. The idea was that Trey was obviously going to have, you know, some ground to, you know, to gain, to get that certain job before, you know, pre, uh, training camp ended, preseason ended, um, knowing he's coming in as a rookie and Jimmy Garoppolo is the vet and the guy who is obviously coming in and knows the system. The players are used to him. He has to lock him already, and just the coaches know, you know, what they're getting with him, uh, even though he is inconsistent at times. But he was always going to be the safe bet to start week one, as you said. Um, and also another thing is just that, obviously, Kyle seeing Trey Lance, knowing he's a lot more ready than maybe they might have anticipated coming into camp. Um, that's why, obviously, they want to get him out there. We'll get into what we saw from practice. Well, not saw I wasn't there, but what we heard uh, from the reports um, a little bit later. But just seeing it, it's obviously it feels like this quarterback quote unquote competition is going to continue into the regular season the way that is kind of panning out. Um, he wants to get Trey Lance out there to play, but at the same time, doesn't want to give put the pressure of the fact that this team is likely going to be a Super Bowl contender. And if you're starting him over Jimmy Garoppolo week one, it, it, it speaks that he was you know miles ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo by camp's end, which right now isn't the case because they both have their inconsistencies, but. Really, to me, what I take from it is just that, obviously, Trey, like you said, Jimmy had kind of the door open a little bit, but Trey didn't do enough to really, you know, walk himself in through that door. And he's still, right. uh, you know, going to be trailing going into this thing. But, you know, I have no issues with it. Uh, like you said, it's kind of to be expected. My idea was that, you know, if they're both, you know, I feel like they're kind of close right now. You know, it's the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo obviously hasn't done much to distance himself, even with the talk that he was his best self. Um, looks, he still looks like Jimmy Garoppolo to me, but you know, just the fact that he obviously has won games, he's done this, he's been in the league. Uh, he's a safer bet, knowing that you know when the games start, you can count on him. You know, especially against the first two teams to produce fairly well for the Niners. And um, it's just safer to start him than to throw Trey out there and start this whole thing where Trey goes out and struggles. You know, throughout that game because we saw against the first team. Uh, well, I mean, I guess kind of like the mix and match first team for the Chargers that he did have his struggles um, early in that game. And then as he played against some of the, the backups, he started to get it going a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's not surprising. Um, but definitely Jimmy's going to be on a short leash because Trey is not far away. So moving forward um, into the biggest thing from, I guess, today's practice, the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance both took, you know, snaps with the ones and the twos, and they were – being swapped out um, in, you know, mid-drive throughout today's practice. When you hear that, what do you take from that? Are you Do you agree with the fact that Kyle may be going with a two-quarterback approach um, where it's not like a Taysom Hill, Drew Brees thing, where it's like, you know, Taysom was obviously – Taysom is, is not Trey Lance. You know, the fact that Trey Lance is going to be the future franchise quarterback, he's not going to be out there playing tight end or being a lead blocker or anything like that. Um He's likely, at least from the looks of things, going to throw more. When you see this, do you feel like this is something that can be sustainable, that will work? Or do you just think this is just Kyle trying to find a way to secretly give Trey Lance first-team reps without giving away that he might start soon? On the you know the first-team rep situation, so Trey Lance is getting no first-team reps early on in training camp. And even after the first preseason game, it's really picked up the last like week or so. Uh, obviously got more first-team reps in the joint practices with the Chargers, and now that they're back, just the 49ers at Levi's this week, um, or in Santa Clara this week, 
Trey Lance again getting some first team reps, which is interesting. It shows you his progression, uh, which is what you'd want as a fan, as a coach, uh, as someone that follows the team. You want your rookie first round quarterback that you spend three first round picks on to show you know growth and development throughout this practice process, uh, which Trey Lance has. Uh, I will say on the two quarterback approach, I'm personally a little hesitant. I've never been a big fan of the whole Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, uh, like mix and match. I just think it kind of breaks up the chemistry and the rhythm of the offense uh, when the other players inserted. I get that they both bring a different skill set. Obviously, you can insert Trey Lance in red zone or short yardage, or goal line type situations. And now you have a running threat at quarterback, and that opens up a whole bevy of stuff for Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel to drop. I get that. But now it also puts Jimmy Garoppolo in a tough spot. Like, you know, if Trey Lance has a couple, you know, successful plays, maybe he picks up a first down, maybe he throws for another now, do you immediately take him out and put Jimmy back in? Like, it all of a sudden becomes like a weird dynamic there. And I think you can get out of control a little fast, depending on how the guys handle it. So far, Garoppolo and Lance have handled it like extremely professionally. Garoppolo, especially to his credit, has been like really good in the locker room from that standpoint. But I'm curious if he's like he's clicking on all cylinders and all of a sudden he gets pulled for Trey Lance for a couple of plays. Like how he handles that, how it throw how it throws off his rhythm. It remains to be seen because that's not something he's done in his career. We don't have necessarily, you know, prior information that would suggest you know, he's going to handle it well or whatever. So I'd be curious. I know I saw the report that Garoppolo spoke to Breeze. Breeze was at the Chargers joint practices. Right. So he asked, like, hey, you know, how would you deal with the situation? It's a lot different because Breeze was at the end of his career, right? He was 40-something last year. His arm was shot. He was physically different. So, he, you know, you could accept being swapped out for Taysom Hill in certain situations. But when you're Jimmy Garoppolo, 29 years old, supposed to be in the prime of your career, being swapped out for your future, you know, the person that's going to take your job feels a little weird to me, but I think it's Kyle Shanahan's way of kind of integrating Trey Lance slowly without just pushing him into the deep end because, you know, he's a 21 year old, hasn't played, you know, competitive football in like over a year. Uh, and even then it was in the FCS and now he's on, you know, a national scale here and it's, it's different, right? You're playing, um, you know, superior defenses compared to what you played in college. So there's going to be a low, there's going to be a learning curve there. And I, I've always thought that when he thinks Trey Lance is ready, they should just play Trey Lance like all out and just live with the growing pains. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw picks. He's going to miss throws, but the upside and the talent is there that you just live with those growing pains early on in the season, let the defense, let the running game kind of carry you uh, in spurts. And roll with that. I, I'm not a huge fan of the two quarterback approach, but I I understand that Kyle Shanahan's tired of losing, and so he doesn't want to just flip the switch over to Trey Lance right out the gate. I think he's really focused on winning games and making the playoffs this season, um, more so than you know uh, a team that would normally have a high rookie quarterback or a high rookie draft pick at quarterback. Right, and you know there's things that we can't see from this whole quarterback battle like them in the film room just in meetings and how they behave there and what you know what they see on film and everything like that um so we just see like the on the field performance and we think from there it's not that far away and maybe you could even argue that maybe Trey Lance provides you a better chance um at the quarterback position um as far as just expanding the offense and everything but yeah I do have concern with Kyle potentially treating quarterbacks like they're running backs like how he does his running back room where the hot hand gets more snaps like if you're going you know, that route at quarterback and maybe it's to a point where 
Jimmy comes out and he's a bit flat or he's just making a bunch of bad throws and he pulls him for Trey Lance. And then maybe Trey Lance isn't providing enough and then he pulls him again for Jimmy. That situation, you know, obviously get weird in the game. And it's just to the point where similar to what, you know, Steve Young had said, and we saw the tweets uh, resurface, you know, courtesy of Javi, bring it back to the light. Um, then also a, a segment from Dan uh, Orlovsky as well, where it's saying, you know, these quarterbacks only get better from reps. And right. it feels like Kyle is almost in a way trying to multitask this thing where he's trying to develop Trey Lance as well as also play Jimmy Garoppolo in hopes that he goes out and performs well and maybe raises his, you know, trade value. We know right now it's not very high seeing as how they haven't been able to really get a deal done at any point so far. Um, so that's kind of like a, a kind of a thing that I think about. It's like, is he possibly trying to multitask, you know, this thing and, and get Trey Lance on the field? Cause like you said, he hasn't played uh, football. Well, he hadn't played football in a year, you know, prior to coming to camp and playing in preseason. So you don't want him sitting much longer, you know, with him, you know, failing to get experience, uh, you know, on the field for a whole year while you're playing with Jimmy Garoppolo. But at the same time, you know, I guess it's to a point where, like we said, Trey isn't exactly, you know, the the heads on favorite. It isn't just the obvious choice to start at quarterback. So um, I just hope he handles this correctly. You know, as far as just in, like we said before the show started, just this likely has to be a temporary thing until Trey Lance can take the job permanently. Because we know it's only a matter of time. It's not an if. It's I feel like it's more of a win. It's more of a win. Season. Yeah. 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 I would have and- early in the season takes over. We talked about it before we hit record here or went live. You've got tickets to the game in Chicago. I think that's what Halloween weekend, right? Week eight, yep. I want to say. I would imagine Trey Lance is starting by that point. Right. You and also, I imagine that's the case. Yeah, I'd imagine that he should have the job by then. Uh, just seeing as how, you know, the gap isn't far i mean jimmy Garoppolo still is inconsistent if you want to complain about trey lance missing high jimmy Garoppolo also has been missing high uh you know just being inconsistent throwing interceptions those are things that trey lance has also been doing so it's not as if you know starting jimmy Garoppolo is saving you from those kind of errors it's not as if trey lance is trying to beat out a kirk cousins or a ryan Tannehill. he's beating out jimmy Garoppolo, who is obviously league average and he's a guy you can win with but at the same time isn't without his miscues and his errors and you know, obviously, Lance is at a point where you can't not play him because, you know, we see him out there. He looks, you know, a lot more prepared than what you may have thought coming in, saying he's a guy that took a year off and played in FCS and now is taking the jump to the NFL. Um, and, you know, who knows? We still have the third preseason, you know, preseason game to go. Maybe, obviously, they're game planning, but maybe it comes to a point where Trey Lance has elevated himself to a level where it's like, okay, I think it's okay to just, you know, go ahead and toss him out there. But, also, you know, another point that Steve Young said, and where I don't want this to get to, is to a point where you know Jimmy Garoppolo starts the majority of the season, and you don't want this to become Miami, right? Where you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's like, okay, Lance has been sitting too long. Let's you know let's play Lance more, and then you end up messing with the rhythm. And now Lance has, you would say, you know, just theoretically he struggles. And now you're putting Jimmy back in, and it turns into like a flip flop thing in the locker room. It's like, okay. What exactly are we doing here? You know, are we trying to win games? Or are we trying to develop Trey Lance? And that's just where you don't want this to become, really. And you know, once again, that's why I felt like this the sooner the better. Uh, just go ahead and toss Trey out there. He looks ready enough, you know, on the field right. um, to the point where you can win games. And we haven't seen Trey Lance even run his offense yet. We're seeing him run the preseason vanilla offense where he's 
not really he hasn't done any zone reads really uh, we haven't seen him in the run game at all outside of you know a couple of scrambles one counted one didn't um in that chargers game um even just from watching him it feels like he's not scrambling because he's trying to stay in the pocket and you know go through reads and make throws so like I said, I, I put this out after the game. It's like, hey, if it's up to me, I'm just starting Trey Lance and just saying, you know, to hell with it. This is what, you know, we traded three first round picks to draft, you know, to draft him. Um, he looks like he's ready enough to a point where you can get you can get by with him having a couple of mistakes a game, but he offers you more on offense as far as the deep ball, the run game, to help win you games, especially against the opponents who aren't going to provide that much of a challenge as two guys, you know, two teams with alliance and egos who are likely going to be, you know, towards the bottom of the league this year. Right. No, that's what I would do as well. And I've said that from very early on that I would just roll with Trey Lance. Roll with the young guy. He's only going to get better with experience. He's not going to get better holding a clipboard on the sideline. And you just live with the growing pain, whether that's, you know, he's going to have bad drives, he's going to have bad halves. But that's, you know, he at the same time also has the physical talent to make plays that Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't. And so, Got to live with that. You just got to make sure that the highs that Trey Lance provide outweigh the lows that he'll bring to the table. And I think it sounds like you and I think that he will, but Kyle Shanahan maybe is playing a little bit more conservatively considering just his reputation of, you know, he's, you know, widely viewed as one of the best coaches in the NFL. I do think that, but his record doesn't necessarily show it. So he's trying to balance like winning games as well as developing Trey Lance. And it's a tough balance um, of managing both those things. Right. So, yeah. All right. Moving along here. Uh, Jalen Hurd was back at practice today after missing all of last week. And I thought last week, if he didn't play, he was going to be cut. You know, just the fact that he hasn't shown much, but I guess him being a third round pick and the fact that they, you know, invested such a high pick into him that they want to give him as many opportunities as possible. So this seems like he's got one last week um, to really try to show something to you know, kind of just make keeping him look like a, you know, the proper move. Um, so, you know, where are the odds you think Hurd makes the roster, the practice squad, any capacity? Do you think, what do you think he needs to show to kind of cement that kind of just the, make that seem like it's not like you're just holding on to a loss like uh, Dante Pettis? You are right. So the only reason I think Jalen Hurd's still on the roster is because he was a third round pick. If he was a day three pick, if he was, undrafted they probably would have released him sooner right they've invested so much capital in him and they're hoping to get a return off of that so they've been patiently waiting the past two years with the major back injury the knee injury and now he's dealing with maybe the after effects of all those things uh but eventually it's a results-based business you got to be on the field you got to produce and he just hasn't for the 49ers and um, in that same role, Jawan Jennings has kind of stepped up. Kyle Shanahan's always wanted this big slot receiver, right? Typically slot corners, nickel corners in the NFL are smaller, shorter players, and you naturally will have a matchup advantage if you're able to put a bigger, you know, uh, faster guy at that position, right? It just makes natural sense. And so Jalen Hurd was kind of targeted for that position. And in the following year, they took Jawan Jennings in the seventh round. He missed all of last season, unfortunately, with an injury. But he's looked really good. He's had a couple of plays both in preseason, uh, one in the joint practice. He caught a deep touchdown from Trey Lance down the sideline uh, where he beat a corner. So he's looked pretty good. I do think he probably makes the 53-man roster over Jawan Jennings. Um, receiver was always kind of an issue depth-wise for this team, um, you know, beyond Brandon Ayuk and Depot Samuel. And then Trent Sherfield kind of came onto the scene. Uh, I do think Mohamed Sanu and Jawan Jennings make the roster. So that's we're at six, I think, right now. 
Um, and so the, it really comes down to the last two spots for the 49ers, or the last spot, excuse me. Would it go to Travis Benjamin? Would it go to Richard James? Would it go to Simba Webster? Maybe Jalen Hurd takes that spot. Uh, but Hurd's got an uphill battle. He hasn't been practicing, hasn't been playing. I'm not sure what, you know, if he ends up playing this week, if he does, how he looks. But I have a hard time seeing him make the 53-man roster. I do think he gets waived. Maybe if he clears waivers, I can see him come, coming back and making the practice squad. Or maybe the 49ers, you know, uh, they stash him somewhere else. But I just can't imagine that he makes the active roster. I think I think they end up cutting him and hoping that he clears through waivers. Yeah. I think it's at the point now where you can't have another IR redshirt kind of year. Like, if, if it's at that point, you just got to cut your losses at that point because he's just not going to be healthy enough to contribute at – you know, seemingly at any point. So I feel like he's got to play this week. You know, there's no way he can not play this week and make the roster. It just, it just feels like a slap in the face to anyone else who gets cut, you know, right. a free spot that he takes where it's like, okay, I've been here, I've been playing. This guy hasn't played at all. I'm just saying he's a third round pick on him, but it's the fact that, you know, he just hasn't been available and you're cutting to someone who potentially might be if you need him. So you know, I feel like the odds got to be low because even when he has played, he hasn't been getting separation in camp. Not too many notable plays from him. Um, you know, many thought that he looked good moving, but it seems like the more he plays, the more he just, you know, those injuries start to just. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, just, I don't want it to make it sound like we're blaming him or anything. I mean, he's hurt. It, it is what yeah. it is. It's a crappy situation. It's unfortunate for him. But, again, results-based business, you got to be on the field to produce. Yeah, it's just, it's just whenever he plays, you know, or – participate for a certain amount of time. It's like those injuries start to bug him again. He's got to sit out for a while. So if that's going to be on and off thing, then once again, that's another thing that's hard to keep him on the roster. Cause it's not going to be available, you know, readily available for you. Um, and just, you know, he's got to show something this week. Cause when you got guys like, you know, we've seen Richie James as much as he's been dropping passes and camp and everything, he's still the starting kick returner. So maybe Kyle still views him in that sense that he, is a you know just a guy who he wants on special teams and kick returns. We saw that Ayuk is going to be a starting punt returner uh, once the actual game start, but um, at least unofficially. But Richie James is still the starting kick returner, so I'm, I'm assuming it's it's if it's not him, it might be Tra- uh, Travis Benjamin because maybe that's what he wants from that last receiver. So someone who can you know, operate, yeah, yeah, just offer some speed and just can kind of operate in the return game. Hurry can't do that, you know. So it's not like that's a spot that he can he can fulfill if he needs you know just an area on, on special teams. Right. It's really tough to see him make it, man. I feel like the odds are are very low. He'll have to have one heck of a game. Um, come with the game's on Sunday, right? Games on Sunday. Yep, Sunday yeah. at one. He he would have to flash so much, uh, in order to make this roster. Whereas I think if he doesn't really play that well, I think he'd make it through waivers, even though he's kind of a yeah because he hasn't. I mean, the only thing he's shown is that preseason game against the Cowboys two years ago where he had two touchdowns that, I mean, right. we're still, you know, living back in that time to try to justify keeping him around. On the memories of that, hoping, you know. <laughs> Everyone's just hoping that's, that's like the beginning of something. But it's to the point where the injuries may have already ruined any chances he might have had. And right. like you said, he might have to have just one heck of a game to even have a chance to make the practice squad and get through waivers in that sense. Seriously. Yeah. So. Where he was picked a couple years ago. Yeah, and seeing Austin Watkins how fast he got cut. I know undrafted phrase in a different situation, but that just kind of tells you what the receivers are looking like. Where they just didn't see Watkins 
you know, yeah. contributing at all with the way that they're that their receivers are competing. Yep. So that, yep. that's also makes it tough to see her yep. making it if he's not available. Good point. Um, so with the game, obviously last preseason game this week before the bye week, and then we get to regular season. Um, as far as the dress rehearsal, we're hearing that the starters will be playing. I'm not sure if Bosa and Ford will play in this game. If I was Kyle, I wouldn't play him. Yeah. Um, like Bosa, Ford, Tart, I wouldn't play him in this last game, seeing they've been working through things throughout camp. Although Ford has been participating in team drills almost all camp, so he seems like he is in a good spot right now. Wouldn't push it in that game, uh, seeing as how important he is to this pass rush for this year. But what are the biggest things you're really looking for here in this this final preseason game? Offensively, I uh, just want to see the first-team offense with Jimmy Garoppolo look a little bit more comfortable moving the ball. Um, they had a 16-play drive, I believe, against the Chargers. Uh, then they had, like, the very short opening drive um, in week one. Uh, against the Chiefs. So I'd like to see them just look a little comfortable, look a little bit more regular season ready. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just looked a little, you know, hesitant, timid, kind of shaky in the pocket, just working through his progressions. And I just want him to look a little bit more comfortable. It, you know, by for all intents and purposes, I feel like he's going to be the starter come week one. And you just want him to see, you know, dress rehearsal, just look good, look composed, um, and not make, you know, the same errant throws that he did this past weekend. Uh, where he was kind of thrown high, kind of thrown all over the place. Then he had the interception, and you know that does that just doesn't instill confidence in you if you're if you're watching him, right? And so that's what I'd want to see out of the first team offense. I want to see the offensive line just protect their quarterback a little bit better in pass protection. That's kind of been an issue, but again, Trent Williams hasn't played, Alex Mack hasn't necessarily played, so it's been a little tough to judge. But hopefully, as those guys get healthy and start to play more, they can shore that up as well. Uh, and then receivers catch the damn ball. I mean, so yeah. many balls uh, over the past two weeks. I saw PFF had the stat. Uh, Trey Lance is the rookie quarterback with the highest number of receiver drops through two weeks of the preseason at seven. So just catch the ball, please. I mean, yeah, uh, the throws haven't been perfect, but they've got to come down with them uh, and not, you know, just help out your quarterback. How about your young quarterback? How about your veteran quarterback and catch the ball? So those are three things I'll be looking forward to offensively defensively really just looking at watching the rookies i think their defensive line is extremely stout they're gonna be fantastic i think it's gonna be a, a unit that's better than they were in 2019 they're so deep uh along the interior i know their edge rushing situation is a little thin but if d ford can stay healthy and nick bosa comes back then you never know uh pretty set at linebacker the four or five guys that they've got in the mix are you know, pretty self-explanatory there. I think the secondary, and especially the young guys, is going to be key. Uh, Talano Hufanga, can he lock himself a spot on the 53-man roster? Originally, when he was drafted on day three, I didn't really know what to expect from him. He seemed like a slow player on film, but he's really popped, and he's been aggressive. Um, and so I'm excited to see what Hufanga is going to do come Sunday, and hopefully he can, um, uh, yeah, lock up his spot on the 53-man roster. Then at corner, Diamador Lenoir looks fantastic um, through, you know, what, two weeks, six targets, one catch, nine yards, uh, passer rating of zero when targeted. He's been really, really good. So can he lock up, you know, a backup spot behind Verrett and Mosley? Obviously, Mosley's banged up right now. But I think, you know, Lenoir can really slide inside and play outside. So Huge pickup on day three if he can just continue to develop. So those are probably the things I will uh, be paying attention to come this uh, this Sunday. 
Right. You you want to see Jimmy look like QB one. You know, you just want to see him come out and like, okay, I see why you know Kyle is obviously comfortable with going forward with Jimmy as quarterback one. Um, and just kind of see where there may be a gap between him and him and Trey. Because right now we haven't seen it. Um, could that have been because he hasn't had a chance to go out for a second drive? You know, you know, just the opening drive. Even Trey has had some rough opening drives, um, you know, to start some of these games. So maybe if Jimmy gets a chance to get into a rhythm, because obviously in the, in the game, she hasn't had a chance to just one drive. And in practice, you get the opportunity um, where we see him have some nice stretches. So hopefully just him playing extended time, um, you know, we'll see him kind of get more into a rhythm and look more like good Jimmy and less like bad Jimmy, as we've seen in the, the first two games. And possibly, I guess, even if, you know, Shanahan wants to test out the the swapping, you know, in and out of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. Um, now, I don't think it will lead to Trey Lance doing any zone reads if he does that. It might still just be in the pocket kind of stuff, but maybe get Trey Lance behind that first team offensive line with the first team, um, you know, offense out there. Uh, we've seen them op- obviously operate with the first team in the first um, two games, at least for a couple of drives here and there, but that wasn't the actual first team. There's a couple of guys who weren't playing, but you know, we get Alex Mack out there. Uh, you get, um, I know Williams came back today uh, as well. I guess I forgot to know, uh, mention that earlier, but you know, assuming he might be on track to play in this game, although I probably wouldn't, just seeing as how he had the knee thing. Uh, we know, you know Trent Williams is good at football. Uh, we don't need to, you know, to risk him in this game as your left tackle. You don't want to do that. But if he does, just kind of see Trey out there with you know the first team guys and kind of see where the two are at um, as far as against each other. And then on defense, uh, you know, like you said, just getting to see these uh, guys, these rookies, these fifth rounders who have been performing well, um, you know, Hufanga and then obviously Lenore. Uh, I guess Lenore has kind of instilled some a little bit of confidence behind, you know, Mosley and Verrett, you know, in case there is an injury here or there, or maybe it gets to a point where Lenore can possibly take the role of cornerback too if Mosley comes out and struggles. Uh, knowing how he's a guy who's more accustomed to playing in man coverage and in press situations, he's been fantastic so far in the preseason uh, doing that. And yeah. also throughout camp. Yep. And um, you know, just seeing if he can continue on that and be a solid guy, a guy that we thought maybe Ambry Thomas could have been uh, coming in. And, you know, just with Thomas, it's, you know, one thing I think it is, it's just the fact he took a year off from football um, and just he's probably still getting accustomed to playing and just not having a year to play, you know, live contact. And just he's probably still has some things to work on, get used to. Uh, might be more of a developmental, you know, kind of guy. At, at the moment, uh, as a, as opposed to where Lenore is right now, you know, obviously a guy who played, you know, a lot of the Oregon. So, yeah, the Hufanga, um, you know, coming in, it's kind of felt like a, it's kind of a cluster of safety when you have, you know, Tavon Wilson is playing well, and then they brought in Tony Jefferson, and then they they, they brought in Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and you know, Hufanga has, as of right now, his looks like the best behind, you know, Jaquiski Tart, um, or at least behind. Tartan Wilson, as far as the second string safety, uh, maybe he could potentially play in the box some in this season if they want to do that as well. Um, so just his instincts as a tackler has been impressive. Um, he's always around the ball. It feels like in these preseason games and has good instincts, kind of this instinctual player that makes up for his lack of, you know, athletic abilities in some areas and just kind of, you know, seeing him in special teams. I want to see Robbie gold look consistent. You know, the fact that he's missed extra points the last two games, if, you know, and then wanted to keep him around for, you know, so bad when they could have, you know, maybe potentially upgraded at some point um, at kicker. It just feels like, you know, you can't really rely on him past 50. And we get to the point where you can't, you know, hit extra That's points that you might cost. 
Yeah, and he, he can't – and you, you're missing extra points as well. It's an area where you should be money if you're not going to hit from 50, 50-plus. Uh, you know, it could cost you some games if he's not a guy you can rely on to make a to make a kick. Um, and, and nobody in the clutch, you know, when he comes through, but – there's lost some games too where he's missed an extra point and allow the team to to come back or maybe take a lead where normally you wouldn't take the lead to be a tie game or something like that. So I'd like to see him not miss a kick in this game um, from Robbie Gold. But uh, you know, last preseason game, uh, obviously we're not going to see any real game planning or anything like that. It's just really just evaluation process, um, and it's the last one until we get to the real games and True. we get one last look at Trey. Uh, we get one last look at Jimmy and these guys before they get out there for uh, Detroit. So obviously Kyle still hasn't named uh, quarterback one. We know that Jimmy might feel confident that he's going to be the guy, but we still don't know for sure until Kyle names him. Um, so we could also maybe see Trey leap, you know, Jimmy in this game. It, it might still be possible. So just obviously important game for a lot of different reasons. Um, is seeing as how this is the dress rehearsal, the starters will play, I think about a half. You know, probably a, a, just yeah, the first yeah. half, and then, right. and then that'll be it, and that'll be a wrap for the preseason. And we'll get into the final roster cuts, and we'll get ready for the regular season. Finally, feels like it's been way too right. long before we got some real important football. But uh, Akash, any last words before we start to wrap this thing up? No, just uh, yeah, enjoy the Raiders Niners preseason game. Hopefully, they keep that a thing. Um, I get the fans get at after each other at the stadiums, but it's always cool to watch a little rivalry game yep. uh, of, you know, teams that were in the Bay Area. So it's always fun to watch. Uh, hopefully the 49ers offensively show a lot on Sunday and defense continues to roll like they have been. Hopefully they stay healthy. And next thing you know, it'll be the regular season. They'll be at Detroit week one in a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully kicking uh, Dan Campbell's uh team's butts so yep hopefully hopefully all right man akash um if you want to just take a second to, to show you know shout where people can find you at um and where they can find your work for a second yeah for sure appreciate you again for having me appreciate everyone for tuning in and listening and watching thank you so much uh you find me at twitter at a-k-a-s-h-a-n-a-v uh find my work at ninersnation.com uh where i write articles and then yeah Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Kobe. All right. No problem. Appreciate you for coming on. And that will do it for us. As always, go Niners. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. One bet sports book again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? Win bet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.